people don't tell you some of the basics. Have you ever found that? It's like when the, the lady got home uh, and the husband said, what did the preacher preach about? And she said, I, I don't know, he wouldn't tell us. <laughs> um, so we don't want that. So what does Advent mean? Well, the easy one, to, the easy way to say it is, it's from Latin, Adventus. Adventus. And the, did you know the most neutral palette for speaking uh, in this country for learning other languages is this band of Britain across Lancashire and Yorkshire. Did you know that? Good vowels. Good vowels, you see. So, adventus. Us. Right? None of this us. Right? So, the dictionary definition uh, for an advent is the arrival of a notable person or thing. The arrival of a notable person or thing. So, can I just ask a question? Who was around for the advent of the colour TV? One or two hands going up. Some a little bit reluctant. Where am I that old? Um, Who was here for the invention of TV? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. And then all of us were around for the advent of the internet. So the arrival of a notable thing or a notable person. And, uh, of course, Advent is the celebration of the arrival of the most notable person in the whole of human history. So I'm just going to, if we can change the, um, okay, there we go, a winter boot camp. Simon Cowell, eat your heart out. Okay. Uh, where are, no, that's all right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go forward again. Right. Good. So, what I'm proposing to do is, is do a bit of a reflection. So, we're going to pull out of the reading some verses that might help us. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Okay, this is John the Baptist. He was the voice. Again, the Bible had it before the BBC. He was the voice of one calling in the wilderness. I would say John the Baptist is the patron of Advent. I almost want to say patron saint, but... Patron of Advent. And his message was, in bold, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. So in other words, get ready for an arrival. So Advent, like its cousin, Lent, is a time in the church calendar, both of them are times in the church calendar, to prepare, yeah? Prepare the way for the Lord. And you think, eh, John Baptist did that, that's finished. 
No, 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 no. In Advent, every year at this time, we prepare again his way in our lives. That's what's going on. We take stock. Lots of shops do stock taking at this time of year. We pray. We reflect. And here's the rub. We start to do some things differently. How about that? It's called repentance. We start, we take stock, look at baggage that's accrued in our head or our heart and our values, and we start to do some things differently. It's called repentance. <coughs> Next one. Where are we? What should we do in Advent? What activity? Well, he said, or the scripture that we've read, in those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come to you. You get that? Assess. See what we can do differently. Get rid of excess baggage. And at the end of Advent, if it's been a good Advent, we're not saying any longer in our heart, sorry, there's no room in the inn. And for many of us as Christians, there's often little room for him in the inn. So when Andy asked me the question, what would be my top line request for the church in this nation? It would be perhaps another way of saying, I long for the church in this country to return to its knees on all the salient issues. We wonder why there's such chaos in our political parties and so on. We have a role as those who hit the deck with our knees and incense goes up as the book of Revelation reports it to the throne and history is changed. Another way of saying that is that we would make room for him. Room in the inn. Um, And then let's go again. After me, says John, comes one who is more powerful than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will clear his threshing floor 
gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Okay, let's lift a spiritual reflection from that. I wonder what word you would go for. Well, Advent is a winter event, yeah? The four weeks of Advent, and it's in the winter in England. (laughs) Anyone go to Australia? It's Barbie on the beach with Santa Claus in 40 degrees. Um, But in the northern hemisphere, it falls in the winter, and the candles are a reminder to allow the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I'm Nesh. Do you have that expression? I'm from Nottingham. Do you have that around here? Yeah, Nesh. Feel the cold. Um, and so this morning when I came in, I'm thinking, oh, I wish it was the third week and get another candle lit. Let's... <laughs> let's um, Let's warm up. Um, And so the fire of the Holy Spirit to warm us. And with the hurts of life, with the disappointments, sometimes the disappointments in Christians, which can be harder sometimes, to warm our hearts as God's uh, chosen people. And then the, John goes on to talk about the fire of God is unquenchable. Isn't that a lovely expression? Uh, where is he? Um, with unquenchable fire. And you remember in the tabernacle in the Old Testament, they were never to let the fire go out. And then in the temple, this Ongoing fire, we now uh, use it for the things like the remembrance and um, in places where we remember the fallen. Have you noticed the eternal flame? Interesting, isn't it? You wonder where that came from in a Christendom, a Christianized society. Unquenchable, eternal fire. And the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, says the apostle, So a good outcome of Advent is that God reignites the pilot light. We've just had a new boiler put in. That God will reignite the pilot light in your heart and your life. Yeah? And so to conclude, if we go again, where are we? There we go. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Notice it, it's an imperative. That means, well, Nike have nicked it for a start. That means just do it. (laughs) That's an imperative. Do it. So it's actually saying produce fruit. (laughs) Don't think about it or... Yeah? Produce it, do it. Produce fruit that's in keeping with... With repentance, this was his challenge, John's challenge to the um, pharisaical ones that came to check him out. So this Advent, there's something for us to do. 
I don't know about you, it's one of the reasons that we struggle to get men into church, because there's too much talk and not enough do. Yeah? Sorry, am I... <laughs> men are quite active animals. Um, and Christianity gives lots to do. And this uh, Advent season lets make a personal commitment. As I talk now, I want you to turn it into a prayer in your head. In this Advent season, I love it, the, what is it, the hush before the rush? That's another name for Advent. That's another name for Advent. The hush before the rush. Sorry, the hush before the rush. <laughs> but, uh, Adventus. Huh? People, you think I'm joking. I have a, an MA in applied linguistics. People from Lancashire can produce the best Arabic. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's incredible. I found that out in a university in Cairo. So I'm not making it up. I divert. Here we go. Let's pray these thoughts. This Advent, will you slow down Will we take time out to reflect? Will we be still? Will we be aware of the divine mystery of the incarnation? Will we receive Jesus again into our heart. Oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for you. The, advent, the, the, the enemy wants to keep us busy planning, shopping, Decorating, preparing food, sending cards, practicing music for Christmas, visiting people, anything, as long as he can get us to miss the reason for the season. Yeah? And so, the last one, I think. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. So the Advent cry, and it's lovely, we sang it this morning. Oh, come. Oh, come. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God. With us. Lord, ignite the pilot light in our heart this Advent. And may we quietly, humbly, and confidently burn for you in a needy society. In Jesus' name, amen.